In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, how are we all doing this morning? Pretty good. Thanks for joining me inside, even when it's a beautiful day outside, at least until the thunderstorms hit us this afternoon. But what a glorious morning to be together in worship this morning. I thought I would start us off by asking or jogging your minds to see if you know one of these great movie sounds. We have it right there, Jaws, as this thriller of a movie and all the ones they have done with it have put sharks in a bad mindset and, and people a little misunderstanding that they're all out to get us. In particular, there is in the second Jaws movie, there is a scene between Jim Brody and the captain he has hired with a tiny boat. It's the captain that says, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> this, this old crusty sailor, he seems like, that has tons and tons of stories. And they stay out on the water as they are hunting for Jaws. And of course, they have a little alcohol and they begin to tell their stories. And I'm not sure if this is the same for women. And I'm sh it's pr you probably do it in your own ways. But men, when they get to bonding like this, they also compete with one another. And they begin to share their stories of their scars. Do you, do you remember this scene to where one of them says, this one on my face was my wife when she was upset with me and hit me with a frying pan. And then the other person says, oh, yeah, I can one up you. I've got one here on my hand and they keep telling these stories of sharing life and it, and it seems like at first they're competing who can outdo the other one but by the end of these telling the stories of all of their scars it gets into their their emotional their heavy baggage and here here we have two really tough men that are hunting for a shark telling their sob stories and, and almost crying together and as as they bond before the rest of that story would unfold this thinking about setting us up with that and thinking about our our scars and that you've probably been in a similar situation maybe not hunting for a shark but where you confided in somebody and you may have it either a heart wound a broken heart a broken mind or a physical ailment, a leftover scar on your body, which someone might have seen and said, what happened? And there is a story behind all of those things in your lives. And some of those scars are still open and still healing. And others are a reminder of the healing that has come either somewhat quickly or over many, many years. But our scars all have a story in all of our lives. And it can be an opportunity, as in Jaws, to bond with each other as well. We hear in our gospel this morning, the very last line I read was, you are witnesses of these things. You are witnesses 
of these things. The context of what is going on, we are still. This is the third Sunday of Easter as we are still proclaiming loudly and proudly the Alleluia. Christ is risen. Alleluia. And taking us back to the story we had last week, we had the John account of the same story we have today, which is the Luke account of Jesus appearing to now the eleven. Thomas is with them. Last week, Doubting Thomas and John was not there, but now we have the eleven. And they are terrified. These disciples being together in a locked upper room, Everything that they had just been through with Jesus over the last three and a half years of their lives had come to an end with his brutal death. And they are left without hope, wondering, we had just been planning for this great kingdom of God to be ushered in. We were working for that. We had given up everything for it, and it died with Jesus. And then... Here they come, and that's on the locked inside of the upper room. And on the outside, still proud, the Jews and the Romans, who might say, well, we've cut off the head of the snake. Maybe we should just do one failed blow and take out the rest of this Jesus movement. You can see why the 11 gathered in that room were terrified for their own lives, And here pops Jesus into the room, just appears, and says, peace be with you. And growing their fear at first, he's back? Is that really him? Is that not him? And that sets up our context for where he leaves us off with witnesses. You all will be witnesses to these things that have just transpired, and that charge that goes to us as well as some of the other points we will make in our uh, reading in Luke this morning. So how? The disciples were obviously witnesses. They had the actual Christ, Jesus himself, back there to show them, look, look at my scars. Look at the scar in my side and in my legs. This did The resurrection, I was put to death, and here I am now with you in your midst. What we have in our gospel this morning is an actual a show and a no and a go. And that's how we're going to spend our time this morning in answering the question, how were the disciples and how are we today, the 21st century disciples the how we are supposed to show, how we are supposed to know, and how we are supposed to go. I brought it up earlier. Jesus was really there, but you had to think, and with the 11 gathered in that upper room, that they had to be questioning. And we hear in our gospel this morning, he appeared as a ghost. And some of them were probably thinking, is he a ghost? And others of them were probably thinking, we want him to be here, but we're not actually sure if he actually is physically here. And in this, we see our own experience as well as with the disciples. It's like uh, teaching a child. 
to ride a bike slowly. That you don't just start and you're perfect. Get up, being the child on a bike, get on and you're riding, riding, riding like you've been doing it forever. This is an experience all of us probably had in one form or another. And it takes that person riding, running next to us, alongside of us, holding the bike, and we, it, we fall several times. We bump up our knees, scrape our elbows, unless you're all padded up with helmets and everything if you have that overprotective mom like I did. <laughs> but for most of us, riding that bike, we fall, and we continue to get up, and for the first part of it, we have that person running along next to us where we take the training wheels off and eventually that person lets go and we go on our own. That's just like what Jesus is doing with the disciples. As he appears to them in that upper room, restores their hope as they be begin to realize exactly what Jesus as Lord and Savior means in their life. Before, it was a bunch of talk that they had a lot of trouble understanding, but as they would come to know Jesus as the Messiah. Much like children being shown the way, Jesus still walking with them and preparing them to go out into the world and continue the legacy of his life and death and to spread the church, as we all know the story goes. And then there's the no. That's how Jesus physically showed the disciples in that upper room by his scars that he had. And then we hear the no, both to them and to us, as Jesus would unpack the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, the scripture at that time that they had available to them. And as we have seen this morning, we, had we have followed in that same tradition of knowing Christ, looking into the law, looking into the prophets and the Psalms, and us today having the benefit of the gospel accounts of his life. This is for us today as we share with the disciples to what was available to them at that time, how we know. We break bread together in service and in the actual scripture itself. And we see how the disciples are met. Originally, we find them. They have doubt, they have fear, and they have uncertainty. But through the scars, through seeing Jesus' scars, as well as the scripture, the law, the prophets and the Psalms, they begin to see the scars in their own lives and just why the reality of Jesus as Messiah, as Jesus as Savior, had to happen in the first place. Through the gospel we have this morning, it says, it quotes, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms said that he must come, he must suffer death, and that he must rise again for all of our sins to be destroyed, to be wiped away, that we would be made a new creation, 
we would be made free through his death and through his cross. And as I go back to that opening illustration of scars, we see that through this showing and through this knowing, the depth and the hope and the power that Easter offers to all of us, that his resurrection offers to all of us. As I mentioned, all of us have those scars, whether it is an internal broken heart or even spirit or even something on your body that you still are praying and working through healing for or that it reminds you that healing did come. We are all at different parts of that journey. I remember in my own life the story, I might have told it before, but it's one that I go back to all the time where I remembered for a long time I knew the showing and the knowing of Christ's resurrection in mind, but I had not yet taken it to my heart. And I remember being, not to my lovely wife now, to someone before at a much younger age, engaged to a woman from Canada. And as we were getting ready to be married up there, getting visas for all of my family. I mean, we had put a deposit down. I got an email of all things that said, I can't do this. Not a phone call, not an in-person visit, an email. And weeks later, we would come to talk and find out what was going on. But for a time, I was left in just anger and hurt, like, here we are, planning for a great future together. And then it died. And the healing and the grief and the pain, all of that turmoil that goes around with things like that. And I remember sitting down with my mentor at the time, Father Ken Azel, and him telling me, you've been teaching our youth and in your own life, you have known what Good Friday to Resurrection Sunday means. Where here it is. You are in the pain and the loss of hope of that Good Friday. But remember the power that comes with Easter Sunday. As you claim to know it, now's the time to really know it. And I remember stepping back and thinking of this story. And in my own life, at that time, this, no, this showing that Jesus showed them, I, I was put on the cross for a reason, to get you through pain like that, to take that, to make you new, and so that you could be born afresh. Have you had those moments in your life? Are you going through that moment now to where you realize I'm paying a lot of lip service to who, what, who this Jesus is and what he did for me. It's so easy. It really is sometimes with the pain that comes with life to take it for granted. But we gather this morning to remember it, to live it, and to celebrate it. We use our scars to, sh to move us as long as it takes, even though we are changed by life's pain 
no matter how long it takes, we are left with those scars we, to recall the scars of Jesus. And through knowing him in the scripture as well, from that point, we are told to go. It's about showing the scars, knowing who Christ is in our life through the sacraments and through the word. And then with that realization, we don't just hoard it. We don't just keep it in this room on Sunday mornings. We take it out to the streets and to this world where there are so many, too many scars that people are dealing with. It shows us, we are shown, we know, and we take it out. Not just under the banner of service, even though that has much power in itself, but we realize our scars, and that makes us recall the scars of Jesus, and that we are grafted into his ministry of peace, of mercy, and of reconciliation. And then we find that in our own lives. It's why we gather, it's why we break bread, why we get into the word, we find through our own scars that remind us of his scars, we find our forgiveness. We find repentance and we find reconciliation. And that's why the alleluias have returned and we continue to praise his name. And I find it ironic that as we go through this showing and this knowing and this going, we have the little piece in the scripture today where Jesus says, before you go, does, I'm hungry. Does anybody have a meal? And we hear there is some prepared broiled fish. And they sit down and break bread together. This morning, as you consider your scars, as you consider what the word offers us about Jesus' life and resurrection, his death, life, and resurrection here, continued into the Easter season, we have a meal to prepare us before we go. So in reflecting upon the showing, the knowing, and preparing to go, to take this great message of Christ to the world, come. Just as Jesus broke bread or fish, as it were, in the gospel this morning, we get that opportunity at the banquet table this morning to come and lay our scars before him and to be reminded by his body and by his blood that all of us are new. We are forgiven. We have repentance. We are continually sanctified and we live into that. We come, share it together, and we take it into the world. May his scars be made real to you this morning through the word, through the sacrament, and God be with you as you spread that message into the world as we leave here today. Amen.